Hello, my name's Samuel Keith Harris and welcome back to another teaching. I'm excited to bring this teaching to you today. And the topic of this teaching is going to be what is your duty as a Christian? What is the Christian's duty in everyday life? So stick around to the end of this teaching. This is very imperative if you're going to call yourself a Christian. God has a plan for your life and it may not be the plan that you decided for your life on your own, but he has a plan in the midst of you working a job or things like that to bring glory to his name. So we're going to get into that. Thank you for tuning in today. So I'm going to be taking my first text from Malachi chapter 2. So if you want to follow along, open up your Bibles to Malachi chapter 2. And I'm going to be starting in verse 5. The Bible says the purpose of my covenant with the Levites was to bring life and peace. And that is what I gave them. This required reverence from them. And they greatly revered me and stood in awe of my name. I love that. So the, the covenant with the Levites that the Lord made, it was to bring life and peace. And the Lord gave them life and peace. But there was something that was required of them. And it was that the people of God reverenced God. They didn't have a light regard towards him, but they reverenced him and they feared him and they did not treat him lightly. It says, and they stood in awe of my name, verse 6. And how did they do that? They passed on to the people the truth of the instructions they received from me. And let me just point something out. If you haven't received commandments from God on how to live your life, you can't really pass on what you haven't received. The Bible says freely you've received, so freely give. But if you haven't received the commands of God and you're not living in obedience, then you're not going to lead anybody to Jesus. The Bible says in the Great Commission in Matthew 28, it says, go and make disciples. And he explains how to do that. He says, teach them to obey all the things that I've commanded you. There are so many commands of God that we are to obey. We're to live in a pure motive in our heart. We're to not even struggle with flesh sin. Do you understand that? Like the sinful nature was to be cut off so that the heart, we could make sure every motive of our heart is pure before the Lord. And so they passed on to the people the truth of my instructions that they received from me. They did not lie or cheat. They walked with me, living good and righteous lives. If you want to walk with God, it requires you living a good and righteous life before the Lord. And I know people might say that's works. You walk with sinners, you act like a sinner. You walk with the righteous, you act like the righteous. And if you're walking with the most holy one that that who was and is and is to come, then holiness is going to be your conduct in your life. And I've never seen somebody who has a light regard for sin um, that has a deep reverence for God. It, they can't go hand in hand. If you treat sin lightly, you treat God lightly because God hates and detests sin and you don't have the heart of God. And the Bible says that God was going to give us a new heart, which was going to be tender to his ways. So we're going to go on. The Bible says they did not lie or cheat. They walked with me living good and righteous lives. Not only did they live good and righteous lives, look at the next part. And they turned many from lives of sin. And that is what God is looking for in you. 
He's looking for you to first and foremost live a righteous life in Christ Jesus, put that sin behind you. And then not only is he looking for you to live a righteous life, he's looking for you now to go and make it your business. I'm going to turn many other people who are in sin from the error of their ways, and I'm going to see them freed and delivered by the power of God. And this is what moved, moved the Lord's heart, that they would go and turn people from lives of sin. Verse 7, the Bible says, The words of a priest's lips, and we're a, we're a kingdom of priests to our God in the new covenant. Every Christian is supposed to be a priest. And we're not talking about the fivefold ministry, and we're not talking about you have to have this uh, a big ministry to be a priest. No, every believer is to offer spiritual sacrifices to God in the new covenant, which is you laying down your life and worshiping the Lord in spirit and in truth. The words of a priest's lips should preserve the knowledge of God. What does that mean? Every Christian should have intimacy with God and be able to tell people about their God who is amazing and who has delivered them and, and who teaches and instructs them in the way, gives them commands and instructions that allow them to live a, a pure life in Christ. And it says, And people should go to him, the Christian, for instruction. For the priest is the messenger of the Lord of Heaven's armies. Did you know if you call yourself a Christian, you're supposed to be a messenger of God. You're supposed to be an ambassador of Christ reconciling men back to God so that they don't have to perish in an everlasting tormented state of eternal fire and so but you priests so here's a rebuke to the priests: is this you as a Christian is this you but you priests have left God's paths your instructions have caused many to stumble into sin so God's saying I want your instructions to turn people from sin but the priests who have left God's paths, you'll notice people around them aren't free from sin. They're all struggling. And it says, you have left God's paths, and now your instructions have caused many to stumble into sin. You have corrupted the covenant I made with the Levites, says the Lord of Heaven's armies. So I have made you despised and humiliated in the eyes of all the people. For you have not obeyed me, but have shown favoritism in the way you carry out my instructions. What does that look like? You're afraid to tell people the truth because of the tithe money that comes in. You're afraid to tell people the truth because of the offerings. You're afraid to tell people the truth because you have sin in your own life. And you don't want people looking into your closet to see if you're pure and holy. You know how I can preach with such boldness? Because when I'm at home, I live in purity and integrity before the Lord first. Then I go out and preach the gospel that Christ can purify you and free you from the power of sin so that you can live a holy life. And if you stumble while you're walking in righteousness, God will forgive you and clean you. But there is no place for habitual, continual, willful sin in the life of a Christian. It does not exist. It's a lie from the pit of hell. If you can go buy alcohol and drink it you can certainly get off your rear end get to the get to your bookshelf pick up your bible and read it and encounter the living god if you can go gossip you certainly had time to pray so it shows you where your motives are in your heart out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks and a lot of people are filled with the devil thinking that they're filled with christ and that's where a lot of problems come in that's why i don't affirm people as christians who are living lives of sin i won't do it at the end of the day the lord's going to shake it out but he says if you're immoral if you're a drunkard if you if you he lists a big list of sins greedy liar cheater 
All those things will be in the lake of fire. I believe that. Now, if you want to distort the word of God and go to hell for it, that's your business. But I believe that God has called us to live in utmost purity and holiness. He's purchased us with the blood of Jesus. That means he owns us. If you buy something, you expect to own what you've bought. God bought us Christians with the blood of Jesus Christ. His perfect son had to die to purchase you and you treat it as common and unholy. And the Bible says when you do that, it actually outrages the spirit of grace. Check out Hebrews 10, 26 to the end of the chapter. And so, for you have not obeyed me, but have shown favoritism in the way you carry out my instructions. And for people like that and Christians who want to teach other people, you better be sure that if you're teaching other people, you're in for a stricter judgment than others. We are called to live a high, high standard of holiness. That's why you need to be extremely careful about what you post on the internet, what you say, and things like that. I would not be posting any secular music, posting any any filthy movies, things like that, because you plant that seed in somebody's mind. Let me tell you, if they go in sin, you're accountable for that. The Bible says, do not cause your brother or sister in Christ to stumble. And the fear of God should hit you when I say that, because it's a very terrifying thing to uh, plant seeds in people's brain. That's why I'm always planting seeds of pursue God, seek God, live holy, uh, planting scriptures in people's brains because they see so much filth throughout the day. The power of a righteous word can break the chains and hold of the devil on their life and they could pursue God with their whole heart and be saved from an eternity in hell. That's the power of sowing a seed inside of somebody's brain. So one more passage um, 1 Peter chapter 3. If you want to turn to 1 Peter chapter 3, the duty of a Christian. 1 Peter chapter 3, and I love this, in verse 14. Now who will want to harm you if you are eager to do good? But even if you suffer for doing what is right, God will reward you for it. So don't worry or be afraid of their threats. Instead, you must worship Christ as Lord of your life. I love that. And if someone asks about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. It says when people ask you why you're a Christian, why you're hopeful about the Lord, why you're encouraged in the Lord all the time, why you have joy when other people are depressed and you have peace when other people are in turmoil, right? Why do you have hope as a believer? Oh, thank you for asking. Jesus set me free from sin. Jesus changed my life. He purified me. He made me holy. He gave me a new life. I have a wonderful marriage because of Christ. I have a wonderful life because of Christ. Oh, are there, is there situations that I wouldn't choose? Yes, there are. But I can tell you this. I can shine with the joy of the Spirit of God in the midst of it all. Even if I have to go to prison for my faith, I'm willing to go to prison for my faith. I will not deny Christ. I will die for Christ. I've already laid down my life and I'm not going to hell because I wanted to deny him. I'm not going to hell because I was scared to tell people the truth. And if you're scared to tell people the truth, you are going to hell. The Bible says, if you are ashamed of me and my words in this wicked and adulterous sinful generation, then I'll be ashamed of you before my Father in heaven. So if you're afraid of the teachings of Jesus and purity that he brought, you will go to hell because I guarantee you, you're not living pure yourself. You're showing favoritism in the way you carry out God's instructions. And he's called you to be holy. He's called you to preach with the fire of the spirit. He's called you to, to proclaim his word as clearly as he wrote it. And so... Listen to this, but do this in a gentle and respectful way. Now, when I'm around sinners, I, do, I plant seeds of 
the word of God in people, but I do it in a gentle and a respectful way. But Christians have no excuse. We need to mobilize as the army of God and be troops for the army of God. And we need to be holy and get sin out of our lives. Judgment begins at the house of God. But when I'm around sinners in a gentle and respectful way, I'm always trying to lead people to the truth of the gospel. My heart goes out to them. They don't know any better. They're lost and they need a savior. They're sheep without a shepherd. And so because I love Jesus and I care about what he cares about, I share the burden of his heart as I get into his presence. I, my heart gets broken over those who are broken. But to Christians, yes, it breaks my heart that many of them are in deception, but many of them do it to themselves. Many of them would rather watch Netflix for 10 hours than read the Holy Scriptures. But the Bible says the priest's lips are to preserve the knowledge of God, not the latest movies. The Bible says the priest's lips are to preserve the knowledge of God, not all the sports stuff that goes on. You are to pursue God with your whole being and he will satisfy you in that place. So if you're not satisfied, don't come complaining when you reject the very instruction where God said, I will satisfy you and you won't thirst again for anything else. So we're to always give people a hope, the reason for the hope we are believers in Jesus. And we'll do it in a gentle and respectful way and we'll keep our conscience clear. Then if people speak against you, they will be ashamed when they see a, what good of a life you live because you belong to Christ. And that's the point. If you're not living a pure life before your coworkers, what you preach to them means absolutely nothing. They are watching your life. You must live a pure life, then you must proclaim the word of God to them. You must proclaim that Jesus saves. You must live that way, and then people will open up their hearts because they see what you're saying has to be real in some form or fashion, whether they want it or not. So I encourage you as a Christian, you're commanded to live pure before men. You're to live with utmost integrity. Stop saying the filthy words they say. Let, let the sinner cuss, but the Christian should not be cursing. The Christian should not be gossiping. The Christian should not be in sexual immorality. The Christian should not be in drunkenness. Your life is not pointing to Jesus if you do that. Your life is pointing to that Satan has power over you and you claiming Jesus makes God look like he doesn't have any power. But God has tremendous power to set the captive free. If you're bound today, I'm telling you repent or you will go to hell. Cry out to God and he'll touch you. But if you don't, just know you'll be lost forever. I thank you for watching this teaching. And I will see you next time. Shine with the glory of God and get rid of filthiness.